Men from the blue have reached our Selenic shores. They have dug into her soil and brought misfortune with them. But let us look to the coming of the Savior. It is known that when the invasion begins, the Solvin race shall be sent a champion. By brave Selene herself, he shall fall from the darkness above and his name shall be known to us. Join me in prayer to the goddess that she made. Look in the sky. Elder? Oh, brave Celine, she has been crushed by... by... what is it? A shining silver chariot, and inside, a man, a man of ice. He has cometh. Landing successful, thawing procedure in progress. Someone summoned the seeker, and a priest, or the elder... She has moved on from this existence into the next. Thawing complete. Vital signs normal. The chariot is opening. Oh, oh God, what a hangover. Champion? What? Ah, who the hell? Your name, Champion. Tell us your name. I, I don't... Um, uh, okay. I'm, I'm Sullivan. Mike Sullivan. Where am I? It is as the prophecy foretold. His name shall be known to us, for he is the greatest of us. Bow down to the great Solven himself. Do what? Oh. Oh. Oh no. Not another goddamn cult! Welcome to the cult of... I, I mean to Tales of the Extraordinary! When last we left our brave heroes, they were on board a spacecraft named Zeus, en route to the moon. Yes, the moon, in 1920 and 8. That's pretty extraordinary, folks. But they were not mere explorers into the unknown. No, they were braving the perils of space travel to put an end to the nefarious plans of their arch-enemy, Adonis Stavros. From the lunar colony of Moonlandia, he and his allies have launched monstrous robotic tripods toward the Earth, specifically toward the League of Nations headquarters in Switzerland. Our hero's ship was caught in the middle of this launch, and the tripods tore through it, seemingly killing the Zeus's captain and poor Officer Sullivan, who had been trapped in cryogenic freeze at the time. It would appear, however, that our dear frozen friend survived, flung to the moon's surface, and, well, you heard what happened next. But what happens next next? Let us take you back to the far side of the moon to find out, a mere two hours later. From what I can tell, Mr. Sullivan, you are in full health, which is a miracle. And to keep in mind, I am living in the lost Greek civilization on the moon, so I know miracles. That's good to hear. You're the seeker fellow, right? Uh, that's what they call me, yeah. Not to be rude, but you seem a little less, uh, nutty than these other guys. Oh, I am an outsider. 
I came to them and I told them I was seeking asylum and something got lost in the cultural translation. Asylum? From what? Oh, oh, Henry Ford's a slave camp. Ford? You're from Moonlandia? You know of it? Ah, oh, yes. Me and a few of the other workers managed to steal some protective suits and escape. Sadly, I'm the only one who survived. What happened to them? A Gogo's Metal Man happened. An android that does not need air to breathe. An unstoppable killing machine. Ugh, I hate automatons. I'm sorry for your loss, Seeker. If it's any consolation, my friends and I were on our way here to give Ford and Stavros a knuckle sandwich. Stavros, yeah. I know that's mine. I was just working, but the engineers and the guards, they, they were sent by a man named Stavros. How the hell did you get up here? I don't really know the how, just the why. I used to live in Fordlandia, a remote town in the middle of the Amazon. It sounds crazy, I know, but... Not as crazy as you think, Mac. I have to admit, I'm quite bemused by you. You have accepted your current situation with a surprising ease. If you'd seen half the bourgeois I have, you'd understand. It's why I drink so damn much. Speaking of, do they have any spirits around here? Oh, nothing that you would want. The Sullivan's physiology has evolved over time until they are no longer what so we would consider typical humans. Meaning, uh... Meaning their idea of a stiff drink would merely put you to sleep, instead of becoming, as you say, spilificated. Well, once my hangover wears off, that's gonna be a problem. Wait a minute, why did Ford send you from the middle of the Amazon to the honest-to-God moon? In the short, I was being punished. If any of the locals like myself did not follow their absurd rules, or if anyone dared to rebel against the system, they disappeared. I was the best educated of the Brazilian locals, better than some of the Americans, and was the only doctor for the whole workforce. So, I saw their appalling treatment of our people up close. When I spoke out about these injustices, I was severely beaten and then drugged. I awoke here, amongst the stars, in a newer kind of hell. Wait, so they just kidnapped people and forced them to work on this moon base? How else were they going to get it built? No one in their right mind would volunteer for something so otherworldly. You know, I, I never really thought about how these crazy places get built. I, I guess I always just assumed they were there. Oh, they get built by our bloody hands. Every nook and cranny. Then we have an advantage. I'm sorry? With your knowledge of Moonlandia, we could sneak into their base and get the jump on them. That is a madness! I will never return there! You know what he is capable of, Seeker! You know he has to be stopped! And you think the two of us have any chance against Stavros and his metal man? Not a chance in hell! Wait, what? Most of my memories from being frozen are a haze, but I do remember my friends escaping before the ship exploded. If they survived, then they are heading to Moonlandia right now! And how many of them were with you? Well, at least four, if you count the chimp. You are mad! Maybe so. But I'm also resourceful, kid. And I'm surrounded by an improbable tribe of lost Earth warriors. You think the Sullivans will fight for the Earth? They are not warriors, they are philosophers and the poets. And they want nothing to do with the Blue Planet. Fine. If not for the Earth, then they will fight for the Moon. Hey, you there! Hercules! My name is Hieronymus. That's close enough. Take me to your leader! 
Now, let us take you to another world. Earth, that is, in the small town of Buccinasco, situated along the northern Italian border to Switzerland. The jet-propelled heliochopper known as the Air Whale and a nondescript white truck loaded with white powder sit idling outside a white building with a very small sign that reads simply, Dr. Moonbeam. Ugh, what is taking them so long? Are you sure you want me to drive us to Geneva? I don't feel comfortable driving on the right side of the road. Aren't you Canadian? Oh, yes, ma'am. But I've been in Japan for the past year. Every time I turn, I want to go into the wrong side of the traffic. It's really very stressful -y. Sorry, Wendigo, but neither Dickie nor I can drive, and the others are staying behind with the doctor. Don't worry, big guy. When you leave here, Shinobu, Andrea, and I will follow you in the air whale. If you run into any trouble... Just signal the doctor and we'll swoop in and rescue ya. Well, if we're successful, we won't need rescuing. But should it come to that, I'm sure a helio chopper filled with a circus strongman and two ninja will be perfectly- Kunoichi. What? A ninja is a fella. Kunoichi are dames. Oh, okay. And I'm actually a professional wrestler now, ma'am. I haven't been in the circus game since Dickie got us kidnapped and that guy with the flying battleship. I clearly need to catch up on a few things. Someone should make a radio play about our adventures, eh? They're pretty extraordinary. Here comes little D now with that Italian guy. He sure looks mad. Meh, it's hard to tell with the Italians. Again, I cannot stress how important it is that the cargo be returned. You must understand, it is an unusually large amount of, uh, you know. Dope? Coca-Cola without the cola? Please, keep your voice down. See, the fascist incompetimenti. Mussolini's black shirts? What about them? I assure you, good sir, your precious white gold is in safe hands. But, uh... uh... Now, about leaving me behind? I'm not leaving you behind, Doctor. You are a very vital part of this operation. Then I should be coming with you in the truck. I built the radio frequency jammer, after all. And Vanessa is more than capable of flipping an arm. Switch. Excuse me, please. It's a button, actually. And if something should happen to us, we'll need the air whale for plan B. What sort of something? Purely hypothetical, Doctor. I cannot predict the future. Should we get into an accident or spontaneously ignite? Please stop. You're not helping my unease. Uh, he's just making a joke. Yes. It is not funny. Oh, he rarely tells funny ones. <laughs> Doctor, let me ask you one question. All right. If you please, I must insist- Who else would you trust to fly the air whale? Well, I mean- Or would you rather we leave it here in the middle of Timbuktu, Northern Italy? I don't know. It seems like a nice, safe place. Aspect. Who the bloody hell is that? That is what I was trying to tell you, signore. The fasci di combattimenti! Ah, Englishman. Business must be doing well, yes, Marco? Uh, no, no. We are merely having a conversation. Well, how about we have a conversation of our own? A private conversation. Just you, the 20 officers behind me, and two pints of a castor oil. Oh, don't worry. We didn't bring the toads this time. Just what are you on about, then? Oh, castor oil is a very common laxative, I hear. It also can be quite effective in promoting hair growth, as our balding friend here should know. Who are you calling a bald? Did I? ever tell you of the time <laughs> Willie Kellogg and I... Uh, please, Fruccio, ignore him. He is American. How many other countries are you negotiating with, Marco? What? No, no, this is just... Uh... I see that white truck over there. 
Do you take us for a fool? I... Uh, no, I... Uh, I uh... Stop! No more. I have been kind until now, Marco. You didn't join the Twelve, so I gave you some more time to think about it. But now, that time is up. I told you. Dr. Moonbeam is an independent family business. We have a no need for unions. No need. I can see that this is a private matter. We should uh, leave you to it then, eh? No one is going anywhere. You don't see the need in the unions, Marco. Then we don't see the need in you. Men, torch the building. Oh my. This is my home. My family's legacy. You can't. Menefrego. Menefrego. Hey, Dumbas. Why don't you pick on someone bigger than you? Like me. Ah, American confidence. You wish to fight with 20 trained soldiers with just your fists, Yankee? No. My fists and two ninja. Well, they're Kenuichi, actually. What the hell is a- Cavolo! Daddy, get to the helium chopper! Andrea, what are you? Do it! Do it now! You heard your daughter? She'll hold off these thugs. Keep your radio on. We'll contact you if things go pear-shaped in Geneva. But... Ta! Wendigo, stop the engines! Aye, aye, sir! Dickie, jump in! Yeah, that was a close one. Best step on it, Wendigo. Sure thing. Are the others going to be okay? It's Rod, Shinobu, and Andrea. The question should be, are the black shirts going to be okay? Oh, yeah. Good one, eh? Here you go, Broughton. Have a toot. What? Drake? No sampling the product. When we arrive at the Palace of Nations, we need enough to convince security we are there to supply all the delegations. Come on, Dickie. We've been awake for days. It's just enough for a pick-me-up to get us there. Wendigo's already had a sniff. Wendigo! It's not like we're going to start shoveling Dr. Moonbeam's cocaine for the brain into our faces like spastics. Eh, I suppose you're right. I have been known to partake of a pinch of the snuff now and again. I suppose there's nothing wrong with a little cocaine, eh? Some get a kick from cocaine, but you'll get a kick from this latest product from our sponsors! Mom, what are we having for breakfast? I'm so glad you asked, sweetheart. I thought we'd try something new. Kellogg's True Grit Cereal. I don't know, that sounds pretty hard to swallow. Hi, I'm W.K. Kellogg from the Kellogg Cereal Company, here with my legal counsel, Mr. Eddie Tate. We were proud to tell you about our latest product, Kellogg's True Grit, but thanks to a new mandate we received from the federal government concerning truth in advertising, we're legally obligated to tell you what it really is. Kellogg's True Grit. It's just dirt. But it says here on the box it's full of vitamin D! Yes, the D stands for dirt. What's all this business about soluble and insoluble fiber? Dirt is both soluble and insoluble. It's a miracle food. Ahem. It's a miracle that you're eating it. Well, can we at least eat it in a bowl of refreshing milk? We actually recommend castor oil. It makes it go down easier. And for a limited time, every box of True Grit comes with a special prize. Look, Daddy, I found a worm! That's not the prize. Oh, oh Daddy, I also found some gold flakes! What? Really? Y yes, gold in every box! Kid, give me those. True Grit. We hollow out the finest mines in America to hollow out the finest Americans on Earth. Try Kellogg's True Grit Cereal, the only cereal you can use on bears. Legally, you can't use it on bears. Try True Grit Cereal. It's what plants crave.
It will blow you away, folks. Much like our moon-bound heroes who were blown out of the sky last episode. Silent film star come adventurer, Randolph Moon. Psychic to the stars, now amongst the stars, Vesper Kingsley. And mistress of persuasion, Beverly Vavrila. Having survived the destruction of the Zeus mothership, the unusual trio find themselves on the not-so-far side of the moon. They gently bound across the moon's surface in special blue and black environmental suits, which appear to be white and gold in the curious moonlighting, toward their ultimate goal, Moonlandia. There! See that glint in the distance? That must be the moon base. Randolph? I'm still not talking to you. Honestly, that was ten minutes ago. I never forget! If I had known you wanted to be the first to step out of the Athena, I would have waited. Randolph Moon. First man on... the moon. A. Technically, you were the first man. B. We are up here because a whole bunch of other people are already on the moon. So it is also very likely that you are not actually the first, okay? Stop with your mind games! For all I know, you're getting in my head! How? I can't even see your face through these mirrored helmets. Are you sure you aren't coming down with some space madness or something? I have recently suffered a great loss, alright? We all have, Randy. Sullivan was my friend, too. Gatsby's never going to forgive us for leaving him behind. You know we didn't have any suit small enough for a chimp. Or a koala. The captain didn't plan for a menagerie. Well, I plan to avenge Sullivan for the both of- Excuse me! Hi! Hello? Bev, what is it? Can you guys hear me on this radio thingy? Yes, Bev, we can- Hello? Hello? Does this stupid thing work? You push the button on the- I'm pushing this stupid button, but I don't know if you can hear me! Bev, you have to let go of it to- It's, it's no good, Randolph. She's not letting go. Look, wave your hands at her. She's so far behind. I don't know if she can even see. Oh! Hey! Hi there! Oh good, see, I just wanted to ask if that was the Moonlandia thingy there. Uh-huh. Okay. I think that was a thumbs up. It's so hard to tell with these big fat gloves. Uh, yeah, so if, if that is it, then we should talk about how we're getting in. I mean, they must have some kind of defenses, right? Uh, she actually has a point. We're almost to the first segment. How do we know they... Like, is that metal man there just a statue? Damn it, Bev! Let go of your button! Wait, what did she say? Oh no, Randolph, look out! What? Holy Mary! Oh! oh, no! It just grabbed Mr. Moon! Help! I think it's safe to say he's not just a... Look out! Ah, it's got me too! Bev, hide before it sees you! It's taking us into the hatch! Oh my god, it's taking you into that hatch! Damn it, Bev! Let go of your... Oh! Oh! Okay! Okay, so, so I'll just stay out here then on the moon, yeah? Oh dear. What do I do? What do I do? Hello? What do you mean, no? I mean, Great Sullivan, that we do not interfere in the affairs of the Blue Planet. When our ancestors left that barbaric sphere, we left behind all earthly affairs as well. Ours is a new world, a fresh start. Well, your world is being threatened by these people too, in case you hadn't noticed. You're right, we have not noticed. The only danger that has befallen our people was your unfortunate crash landing atop my predecessor. I said I was sorry, okay? I was frozen at the time. We are 
are not angered by great Selene's actions. It was her will that the previous elder be removed, and that I take her place. God, don't you people ever get angry about anything! Not if we can help it. Anger is a base emotion. We have long ago transcended from such things like a butterfly emerging from a cuckoo. I can't tell if you're blotto or just naturally full of yourself. You wish to get a reaction out of me. It will not happen. I'm sorry we cannot aid you in your struggle, Great Sullivan. You keep calling me that. Aren't I part of some all-important prophecy to you people? Yes. And no, some, like my predecessor, believed that your coming would ring about a change for the better. Others believe it to be a change for the worse. It does not matter, for I am the elder now, and I care not for this superstitious nonsense. Yet you believe in some ancient Greek goddess who gives you all these crops and breathable air on the moon? On the moon! I do not expect you to understand the subtleties of our beliefs. You people are useless. Enjoy your obsolescence up here, hiding like scared children from the planet that birthed you. Me? I'm going to fight to save that planet from the madmen who are threatening to do her harm. You can join me or not. Either way, I'm going. As is your prerogative, Great Sullivan. Dry up! I'm out of here. Sullivan, please wait! What the hell do you want, Seeker? My friend, the same thing you do, and I am not alone! How do you mean? In my time here, I have found other more sympathetic minds amongst the Sullivans. What I mean is, if you really intend to take over Moonlandia, I'm with you. Lay off! Are you serious? Yes! And I can bring at least a dozen men and women to help us! Help us how? They know the secret ways under the surface. Tunnels in the catacombs blessed with life-sustaining air that lead to our destination. With our combined knowledge, we can infiltrate the colony unseen. Well, hot damn, Seeker! You're a real swell fella, you know that? Uh, thank you, my friend. And please, my name is Ustaco Juan Pablo Villalobos. Jeepers creepers, that's a, that's a mouthful. Oh, I know, I know. In the Fordlandia, they just called me Steve. All right then, Steve. Gather the troops. We're gonna give Henry Ford and his friends the old bum's rush! Now, how about you rush your own bums out to purchase this amazing product from our sponsor! Honey? Honey, is it raining inside again? Nein! I had another accident. <gasps> no! Hello! Ah! Heinrich Bear! Yeah! You oh. know me from such products as Bear Heroin and Gas-Powered Microwavers! Yeah, yeah, naturally! Yeah! I heard of your affliction. Did you know that 2% of all Germans suffer from anti-gravity urine? Nein! I too am afflicted. Once, after a very heavy Hockerflugen, I splattered my own face in embarrassment. This has happened to me as well. Yeah, it is like we are brothers. That is when I invented the bear bag. Present to me your dangle. Oh, here it is. Ah! Oh, actually, it's quite stimulating. Go into your toilet and try it out. My God, it's wonderful. I'll never have to clean the ceiling again. Yeah, before you go out, always remember, bear bag it. Try bear bag, the number one bag for your number one. What's that? Just what you've always wanted? 
But of course, only the best for our listeners. As for our imprisoned heroes inside Moonlandia, they currently find themselves surrounded by the best in fine cuisine. Another Keel Royale before the main dish, sir? Why, thank you, Housewood. That would be most appreciated. Vesper? No. Is Madame unhappy with her meal so far? Depends. Do you mean the food or the fact that I'm eating it blind? Oh, Master Stavros cannot apologize enough, Madame. But I'm afraid the harness is necessary to keep you from using your, um, talents. I can't wait to show him my other talents around his throat. Vesper! That's no way to talk to our host. What host? Some old geezer who sounds like he's on his last legs? Well, I say! Our absent captor who is too afraid to show himself. I assure you, Miss Kingsley, it was not fear that kept me from you and... Is this it? You sound surprised. Disappointed, actually. Housewood? Yes, Master Stavros? Where are the others? I'm sorry. But these were the only visitors we found outside. You mean to tell me that the League went to all of the extraordinary effort of building and launching a space vessel to reach us on the moon, and all they sent were an actor and a mind reader? Hey! Where is Broughton? Where is Heinrich? I'd even take the monkey. He's a chimp, actually. I am sorry, Housewood, but this disenchantment has ruined my appetite. I shall take your meal to the workers then, sir? If you must. I think you underestimate us, Adonis. Randolph is more than just a mere actor. He is skilled in multiple forms of combat and other impossible human feats. And as you know, I am the physical peak of human physiology. I have not forgotten how you stole the body of my perfect woman, yes. And my mood is certainly brightened by having it returned to me. As for Mr. Moon, the only thing he seems to be capable of since he arrived was defacing the walls with this. Was that sound what I think it- My rubber stamp? You better not harm that or my lawyer will sue you into oblivion. Property of Randolph Moon, it says. You wish me to believe that you went to all this unbelievable effort to claim ownership of Moonlandia? Hello? It's already got my name on it, pal. Oh, I think you know why we're here. To stop your mad plan to plunge the world into chaos with those giant robot squid. You mean the tree pods. <laughs> so you thought you could stop the launch, did you? We know you were trying to kill all the world leaders and hoist yourself up as some kind of world emperor. So, yes, once we shut down your moon base here... We'll... <laughs> You think I'm attacking the League of Nations because I want to kill everyone? Just like the gypsy lady said, Ah, oh, hell, now I'm doing it! You sad fools. Our plan is not to sow chaos and set ourselves up as some kind of dictators. I would never put such a public face on the New World Order. I merely wish to rule from afar. You see, each of the tripods contains a special device that will open the minds of anyone caught within their circle. Open them to whatever commands I give in the future. Once the tripods have surrounded the League of Nations headquarters, they will begin their broadcast. You're going to turn the world leaders into your slaves! I prefer the term partners. 
You realize, of course, crack team on the earth stands ready to foil your plans, mister. Oh, I am counting on that. When they are eventually destroyed, everyone will think that the threat is over. No one will be the wiser. <laughs> I even have a self-destruct signal ready to assist in the charade. Why are you telling us all this? How do you know we won't just knock you out and self-destruct the tripods from here? Randolph, go! On it. Uh, wait, wh why can't I move my legs? That would be the muscle relaxants in your aperitif. I'm surprised it took this long. Oh, not fair! I didn't have your poison swill. Even blind, I can take you down. Yeah. Oof! Do not attempt further violence toward Master Stavros, or there will be trouble. Thank you, Mr. Bubbles. Take them both back to their quarters. Yes, Master Stavros! You won't get away with this, you hear me? But my dear Miss Kingsley, I already have. Stop! And how may I help you, sir? The Palace of Nations is closed at this time. No one may come in or out. Oh, yes, sir, I understand. Uh, but... What was that? <laughs> Must be a knocking engine, sir. As you can see, we're making a very important delivery for the delegates. A little something to keep them awake through their lengthy proceedings, right? Did you say we? What? what? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, uh, I, uh... Opens the back. Oh, crumbs. Ah! Mon dieu! Do you mind? Naked people! Oh, gosh. What is the meaning of this? Oh, good day, Frenchie. Uh, we are here for the party. Uh, do let us through, if you know what is good for you. Uh, yes? Absolutely no. Look here. I have 500 pounds of Dr. Moonbeam's cocaine for the brain that must get through this gate now. Chop, chop. Surround this truck, and you, put your hands up in the air. Mm, like so? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Mm. Hands back down, please. You are all under arrest. That will not do. There is an imminent danger to the Palace of Nations and the leaders within. Other than two naked spas covered in cocaine? Is that a bum? Don't shoot! It's simply a jamming device, a little, a little crudely built eye, but... Uh, oh, now that you mention it, it does look like a bomb, hmm. Please, you must listen to us. Giant robots from the moon are coming. Men, take them to the asylum until further notice. What? Old, where is the driver? Wendigo! Stop! Stop or I will shoot! Ah! Ah! Oh, 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 I'm okay! He missed! That was not me? Look! Up in the sky! Are they birds? Or planes? Oh no! It's the tripods! The day of the tripods is here! Will our heroes be too late to stop their brainwashing? Will Stavros finally get his new world order? And what will become of poor stranded Beverly Vavrila on the moon? Tune in to the next totally non-brainwashing broadcast to find out what happens next. We guarantee it will be a tale of... The Extraordinary! Keep this going, go, go, go! For that man, Mr. Rogers over there, Jamie Huff! <laughs>
And in the back, Jordan Byrne. Yay, Joseph from Windows to Sky. The return of Talison Jaffe, unfrozen and thawed. Bennett Cousins, dressed as Lady Loki. Chris Rickabar. Bonnie Gordon in her right eye of doom. Rachel Bieber. The return of Mr. Michael Holmes after four years. 